threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Boy, is it getting hot in here? Oh, man, I'm freaking cooking. Cooking. Cameron, welcome to the podcast. Everybody else who's listening, welcome as well. Welcome to everybody. I just want to be really welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Welcome, welcome. Um, Cameron, can you tell us and the fine folks, you know, who are listening, what, what are we talking about today? Yeah. What's well, the deal? I bet y'all are going through hot flashes right now, just like me and Colby. Menopause? Yep. Is that what we're talking <laughs> we're about? We're talking about menopause. <laughs> it's just been super hot. It and has. so... Yeah. Everybody's saying, you know, it's going to get hotter and hotter because the climate's yeah. changing. Bill Nye keeps telling me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Who else? Yep. So, um, mm. and we went through a really, you know, tough heat wave too early in the summer. Yeah, yeah. And so uh. we figured, why don't we just talk about surviving climate change? Because the earth does what it wants. Yeah. We're just living here. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, it might be a little controversial because there's those people out there that yeah. are like, wait, yeah. no. Yeah, I'd written in here just to piss yeah. people off. Global warming. Let's just pretend for a while this is a real problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna say either way. Yeah. We're just gonna talk about the hypothetical. Right? Yeah, I'm not smart enough to say either way. No, I, I I'm not smart enough to do any. I'm of gonna this, drive my fossil fuel burning truck right. to and from work. And not worry about it even happening. Hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> hey Cam, I gotta tell you something. There's a thing that I found out, and it's that. Most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk that you Trash. Just, you'll never use it, right? But not BattleBox. It's the monthly subscription box for men, full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, BattleBox sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Lord and Field Leather Duffel Bag. Mm -hmm. Did we get that? We haven't yet. It's coming. <laughs> it's on its way. It sounds um, delightful. I know. It sounds like it's something you ought to put like your lance and ar mesh armor in or <laughs> plate plate mail. Lord and Field Duffel Bag. That know? sounds great. Uh, the Fox Edge FE520 fixed Ooh, blade. Nice. Yeah, cut stuff. You know, that's good. All this badassness starts at about 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost a million boxes and one Best Men subscription box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at TryBattleBox.com slash CasualPreppers. That's TryBattleBox.com slash CasualPreppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife. TryBattleBox.com slash CasualPreppers. Listener reviews starts now. CasualPreppers. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why I like to say CasualPreppers. Casual. Yeah. Yeah. I like them, but not sure why. <laughs> this mom of two. Oh, it's it's a lady. Yeah. Hello, lady. If you like to laugh and get useful information at the same time, this is the podcast for you. Mm -hmm. I like that they touch on touchy subjects, <laughs> Ooh, touchy. yet don't make it political. <laughs> uh, I've unfollowed a few for ranting about why they hate this or that president. Well, let me tell you uh, why I hate presidents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for prepping, not politics, she says. Boom. They provide information for real-life people and not just for the rich. For real. They also make tough issues a little less hard to hear by providing... <laughs> <laughs> I cut it in a weird place. <laughs> no. By providing some comic relief, yet 
keep it respectful. Yeah, that might be, maybe it's respectful. Ah, it kind of depends, depends on the day. Ask my wife. Yeah. Probably not. She doesn't like that. She's always worried about, Who you did you offend anybody today? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, I did. That's what we do. Thank you so much for your review. If you guys want to be a part of and Tell this, your two kids hello. Tell them, hey. He's your mom too, right? Mama too, yep. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle book on Amazon, leave us a five-star review, and make it awesome. Dude. It's a mad, mad world. Since we're talking about heat waves, let's just kind of go heat with the mad, wave. mad world. Um, you know, down there in Texas, they got a lot of weird crap going on, um, with especially with the, the power grid. They were kind of like, um... Guys, it's getting really hot, and... Uh, Once too cold, yeah. shuts down. Too <laughs> hot, shuts shut down. down. It's like, come on. get Like, they're, they they got to get their act together yeah. down there. I don't know what's going on. I think but they made some improvements in the last... Yeah. So... Failure. Uh, Cam and I were sending stuff back and forth. This is one that Cam sent me. Um, I don't know if this was the exact one, but it's one no. just like it. Texas's energy grid, which failed spectacularly over the winter during a stretch of historically cold weather, spectacular, yes, will be put to the test again this weekend, as temperatures across much of the state are forecast to be in the upper 90s. That's hot. It's not, not cool. That's hot. No, no. Despite assurances from Governor Greg Abbott that everything that needed to be done uh, was done to fix the power grid in Texas. Earlier this week, the... Little bit of black tape. <laughs> a few <laughs> spices. We blew, we're up and gone. We got some canned air. We're blowing stuff off. Figured that out, dear. <laughs> you know? Running everything through icebox. We turned it off, turned it back on. <laughs> just that's all they did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just reset the whole thing. Yeah. The ERCOT, which is the Electrici- Electricity um, Reliability Council of <laughs> Texas, urged customers to adjust thermostats to 78 degrees or higher and cut back on electricity use for several days. 78 degrees this or higher. This part My gosh, dude. I, I can't do it. No. <laughs> no way that's happening in my house. No. But I'd have to sleep in the bathtub. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. In cool full water. Full of ice water. <laughs> yeah. Texas residents with smart thermostats are eligible for a number of programs, sweepstakes, and discounts, which effectively allow energy providers to adjust their thermostats remotely that. during periods of high energy demand. So I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll let, bet let, you they didn't know this. I bet they didn't either. Right. But they should have read the fine print. <laughs> exactly. Known as demand response programs, some Texans were taken by surprise this week as their thermostats were turned up without any action from them. <laughs> you know how many kids oh got gosh. their asses chewed? I told you guys not to touch that damn thermostat. <laughs> Who keeps turning it up? My swass is getting real bad in here. I yeah. just see this big panel of like, they're not at 98. <laughs> they're know. not at ni- or 78. Yeah. 78. But oh man, gosh. that kind of creeps me out though. Well, that's, of that, like agreeing to all the smart. Yeah. I love smart home stuff. For sure. But it has its drawbacks. I figured that radio station keeps popping up. Somebody else doing that. <laughs> I know. So, anyways, if you got those smart thermostats and you're signing up for these government programs, just be aware. I mean, it's not. A lot of people are like, all you got to do is go turn it back up. You can just walk over and turn, yeah, yeah. turn, or turn it back down or however you want to say it. Burns but, your hand. But that's, oh. <laughs> step away from the thermostat. <laughs> Not enough power. <laughs> Not enough power. I just want to know, like, the power company in Texas, there's like, I expect people to use maybe 70% of the power. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I don't like, get oh, it. Pissed, they're using a lot of power. <laughs> Why is everybody using so much power? <laughs> yeah. Back no. it off. Yeah. So anyways... Man, anyway, mad world, bro. That one, that one is crazy to me. It is, man. Um, 
you might find this one pretty interesting. Mm. Uh, so, apparently this happened February 9th, but it was just recently reported. Mm. Um, this happened in Tucson, or Ooh. some say Tucson, okay. Arizona. Yeah. And we all know some weird stuff can happen down there, alien oh, yeah. activity. Mm. Anyway, um, this uh, the executive summary version is that a drone nearly collided with a customs and border control helicopter above Tucson. Oh, geez. The chopper then chased the craft. So this is, they suspect was a drone, but listen to this. Um, the chopper then chased the craft over a veering 70-mile course at speeds over 100 miles per hour. What? At altitudes up to 14,000 feet. That's not a drone. Yeah. Well, not any drone. That's then. what he's saying. During that run, escaping uncrewed aerial system, UAS craft violated restricted airspace, including those of an Air Force base in Tucson's airport, and displayed maneuverability and power reserves far beyond that of a consumer drone. Uh, of course. Well, yeah. The FBI miles. was brought onto the case and continues searching for the craft and its pilot. Thus far, however, it appears little headway has been made toward illuminating the, that astonishing night flight. Um, the cop... The cop copter joined the chase after CBD reported its near miss, like it just buzzed by him, and quickly made visual contact with the fleeing drone. They confirmed FBI descriptions of the craft having only a single green position light on the underbody, but was otherwise not a good, they didn't get a good enough look to estimate the basic size. What? Even with night vision goggles. The, this is what the pilot said. The, U the UAS was very sophisticated, specialized, and able to perform like no other I've ever seen or observed. The it began flying orbits around our aircraft as we tracked it up to an altitude of 12,000 feet. Oh, my gosh. Its speed at times well in, in excess of 100 miles per hour, and its flight path was obviously... Um, the its flight path was obvious. The controller had clear sight of both the, the helicopter tracking it by the way it should orbit us and abruptly fly behind us and attempt to avoid visual contact. Whoa, that's so it was crazy. just like... Um, and this was even in a headwind of 40 miles per hour. Oh my gosh. And so they thought that they would just outlast it until the batteries died. Yeah. But they ran out of gas sooner. They had to go back and refuel and it just took off. It said, um, the last time anyone saw it, it was flying in and out of the cloud base at 12,000 feet and then vanished altogether. Oh, my god! Isn't that insane? That, yeah, that's... So either the tech is just unbelievable for I this drone. I can't imagine that tech, even with, like, DARPA and government agencies, having something like that as insane. Because usually... So there's, like, the Predator drone ones, but they're, like, humongous. Yeah, right? yeah. And they don't, they're not as agile. No, as like definitely regular, not that agile. This thing to like spin around a helicopter, go behind it to get wow. out of visual. Yeah. I'm like, it's pretty amazing to hear the report. So that that uh, report from the government is supposed to come out this week, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Pretty sure it's one supposed, of all those. Yeah, I think, but I haven't heard anything yet. Weird. But anyways, Weird that stuff, one man. blew my mind. Because I've been like researching drone <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to get into like some of the FPV drone. Mm -hmm. And that just sounded insane. Yeah, that's... Like, there's out of no this drone world. that can do that. No. Either DJI is releasing the Mavic 3 soon and <laughs> yeah. they've been testing it. Yeah. Or that wow. is not uh, of a this regular. World. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, man. Somebody's Crazy. a laser pointer. Where's that son of a bee? Just <laughs> 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 like a little cat. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. So let's talk about global warming, Cameron. Okay. Um, like you said, let's pretend. Let's, let's, let's put just on pretend, pretend that the and every, yeah. It, it, there's climate change. So we're going to go off of what, um, you know, NASA and all these people say 
is going to happen if it continues as it is with climate change and global warming. And we're going to talk about things like, you know, surviving in this in uh, heat waves and in higher heat and, and all these things that may happen with climate yeah. change. Cause there's a lot of different things that go on and it's super Tons. confusing, super hot, super cold. Yeah. It's like every weird storms. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Cancers. <laughs> yeah. AIDS, everything. Yeah. Um, so I thought quickly it'd be kind of cool to look back on some of the, well, one of the, the worst heat waves that we had in North America. And that was in 1936. That's crazy. Is that long ago? I know. See, you're thinking, well, that that's the worst Probably heat wave. Probably been last year, right? It should <laughs> have been. That's you would think. Yeah. Um, but uh, the 1936 North American heat wave was one of the most severe heat waves in modern history in North America. It took place in the middle of the Great Depression and Dust Bowl of the 1930s, caused catastrophic human suffering and an enormous economic toll. So obviously, it wasn't a great time to have a heat wave during the Great Depression. Oh, right? Man. And it just, it just added to the issues that were going on, especially in the United States. The death toll from this exceeded 5,000 people. This was just from the heat wave. Wow. A huge number of crops were destroyed by the heat and lack of moisture. Many state and city record high temperatures set during the 1936 heat wave stood until the summer of 2012. Isn't that nuts? That is insane. Which to me would think like wouldn't the 2012 heat wave have been worse, but apparently it wasn't overall. Yeah. Right? So the 1936 heat wave followed one of the coldest winters on record. So this kind of some keeps really with, extreme. Yeah, it's extreme changes. weather, right? Basically, moderate to extreme drought covered the entire continent. The dry and exposed soil contributed directly to the heat. So basically, there's so much dry and exposed soil that it it sucks up the heat and then just keeps reheating everything, right? Yeah. Um, it's like putting hot coals or hot rocks into a fire. <laughs> yeah. Just it, everything just yeah, yeah, it's not good, right? As extreme heat entered the air by radiation and direct contact. In Steele, North Dakota, temperatures reached 121 degrees Fahrenheit, which remains North Dakota's record from 1936. Wow. In Ohio, temperatures reached 110 which nearly tied the previous record set in 1934. What a horrible Ugh. time period. <laughs> Good gracious, who would want to live through this? Um, it ended, the, the heat wave and the drought ended in September, though many states were still drier and warmer than average. Many farmers' summer harvests were destroyed. As many as 5,000 heat-related deaths were reported in the United States and 780 direct and 400 indirect deaths in Canada. That's half their population. Wow. That's a 780 insane. people. That's got to be half their population. Of many what people. One? Canada. <laughs> um, many people. I said 780,000. No, I was um, like, what? Many people suffered from heat stroke and heat exhaustion, particularly the elderly. And that's something that we'll probably be talking about today. Their I'm bodies guessing. just can't handle it. Uh, they're fragile. They're already they're weak, wrinkled. And... Fragile. Uh, they're they're not my group. <laughs> no. Unlike today, air conditioning was in the early stages of development. And I wouldn't want to live in a place with no air conditioning, in a world with no air conditioning. Just kill me. <laughs> I, I, I'm the same way. Don't want to do it. <laughs> nope. I have no interest in that. Um, many of the deaths occurred. Your wife in, would be like, oh, it's nice. Uh, 99 degrees inside. <laughs> I don't need a blanket. I need to turn the heater That's on. nice. Uh, yeah. I was going to say something, but I love you, baby. <laughs> um, many of the deaths occurred in high population density areas of Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Toronto, and other urban areas, which is crazy that I mean, urban areas were hit worse with these heat waves, right? It is weird. Um, crop failure. And that's still, uh, they still say that's a bigger threat. Yep. You know? um, corn and wheat prices rose really quickly. So anyways, from this one heat wave, a lot of crazy things happened this year. Um, and so... 
I, I guess we just say that to preface these things are issues that you have to think about if they happen it's not just like oh i gotta turn the ac up yeah many other things could could happen with that right and so talking about global warming or climate change specifically the expected is a four degree increase by 2100 celsius in extreme heat so um that doesn't seem like it's that much. Yeah, it right? doesn't. But, but it's enough to just... Overall, it jacks stuff up with... Yeah. I mean, everything is... It's a very delicate balance to keep things as, they're, as they are, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about... I found a, um, a web... It's directly from NASA. So if you believe those dudes, if you know what I What's mean... What's that? They, they do say the Earth is round and all. <laughs> but anyways, this is what they're saying about the things that would happen... With this climate change, within this this four degree change, it's insane. Obviously, temperatures will continue to rise. We know that frost free or growing seasons will increase. In this one, I thought about like that can't be all bad, right? Yeah, the growing season increasing. Yeah, no, would be you good, would right? Sweet. Yeah, Grow the largest in, the largest increases in the frost free season more than eight weeks are projected for the western U.S., particularly in high elevation and coastal areas. So. We'll have more. We'll have eight more weeks of growing um, in the Western United States. Wow! Which to me, I mean, I guess that that seems good. But is there going to be? That's going to make the back side of the seed packages even more confusing. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? It's yeah. like wah, wah. You yeah. Know, it's like wah, I don't know. Wah, wah. I guess I'll just plant them. See yeah. what happens. Um, more winter and spring precipitation is projected for the northern United States and less for the Southwest over the oh, century. Oh, so dry out. Yeah. So it's. Kind of good for the northern United States, very very so bad it for the Southwest. The whole dynamic yes. of like how how things work, right? You want those oranges? Nope, mm, they're gonna nope. die. Projections of future climate over the U.S. suggest that the recent trend towards increased heavy precipitation events will continue. This trend is projected to occur even in regions where total precipitation is expected to decrease, such as the Southwest. Droughts in the Southwest and heat waves everywhere are projected to become more intense and cold waves less intense everywhere which that is kind of confusing because sometimes they say it's actually going to be worse yeah so yeah. i i don't know what to believe half the time some of these scientists need to get their facts straight <laughs> um summer temperatures are projected to continue rising and a reduction of soil mo- moisture which exacerbates heat waves is projected for much of the western and central u.s in summer by the end, more oh, sneezes bless and stuff. You. By the end of this Spread century, COVID everywhere. <laughs> that's funny. By the end of this century, what have been once in twenty-year extreme heat days are projected to occur every two or three years over Weird. most of the nation. Yeah, hurricanes will become stronger and more intense. That's good. Yeah, you don't want hurricanes to be stronger and more intense. You want no. like orgasms to be stronger and more intense, <laughs> not. Hurricanes, right? Well, maybe you're into hurricanes. <laughs> maybe you're into hurricanes. <laughs> that's going to be... So- maybe that's a good thing. But I'm just saying, hurricane-associated storm intensity and rainfall rates are projected to increase as climate continues to warm. That's a bad That's news. insane. It's bad news. Uh, sea levels will rise one to eight feet. We eight don't know. Feet. We don't know. It's either going to be one foot or eight foot. <laughs> that's what they're saying. I guess we'll build at nine feet. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just to be you're safe. You're safe to be at nine feet. Um... Global sea level has risen about eight inches since reliable record keeping in 1880. Only eight inches. I mean, that's a I lot. the reliable. Yeah. They had idiots back before <laughs> that. They weren't doing Didn't know right. how to use a damn ruler. <laughs> you know? Waiting out there in the wrong spot. Do I start at the end or first tick? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, it is projected to rise another one to eight feet by 2100. This is a result of added water from melting land ice and the expansion of seawater as it warms. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the next several decades, storm surges and high tides could combine with sea level rise and land subsidence to further increase flooding in many regions. So lots more flooding. The Arctic might become ice-free. No ice in the Arctic in the Weird. summer, which is crazy. Um, but throughout the United States, the effects Probably not could good. be... So just think about this. Throughout the entire United States, reduced water supply, increased wildfires, like we need any more of those. Insect outbreaks is, yeah. a, is a big one, which is crazy. That sounds Like, horrible. why? Is it because of the heat? It's I don't humid know. humid and... Yeah. Pure, I don't know. Tree diseases. Sweaty bodies. Yeah. More tree diseases, apparently. Um, economic effects, yeah. Health effects, decreased ag yields and flooding. Lots tree of diseases. Tree diseases. Tree diseases, exactly. <laughs> um, extreme heat waves, we said uh, that's a big thing. But because of extreme heat waves, because of this, there are some secondary effects that, that could go, that could happen. One of those is power outages. So extreme weather events are the main cause of power outages and a constant hazard during the na- for the nation's energy system. We just talked about Texas. Yeah, same th- that's um, exactly what's happening. Unless they get their shit together, we're going to have this all the time. Got it. Right? Got it. So if it keeps getting hotter, we're going to keep having these issues, especially with power. And we know when power is gone, it's it's a bad deal for everybody. It and, is. And we said, like, especially for the elderly and those that, that rely on, you know, medical devices and things like that. It's bad, man. So, um, and they're saying that these power outages are going to be more frequent and they're going to last longer when they do happen. So that's a bad thing. Another bad thing from this is flooding. Um, obviously, we talked about the sea levels rising. As global warming continues to exacerbate sea level rise and extreme weather, our nation's floodplains are expected to grow by approximately 45%, which is nuts. And the IPCC noted in its special report on extremes, it is increasingly clear that climate change has detectably influenced several of the water-related variables that contribute to floods, such as rainfall and snowmelt. So it basically means... More, um, more of that. More, yeah, more of this stuff, which is <laughs> which is crazy. Um, heavier precipitation, more frequent and intense hurricanes, like we talked about. Um, so this will directly contribute to food loss, um, price increases, inflation. All those things will come together because of this climate change. Th- obviously, this is what they're saying. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying this is what a lot of the scientists usually <laughs> what we say happens. So yeah. Uh, climate change effect, affects food production and availability, access, quality, utilization, and stability of food systems. Higher CO2 levels reduce the nutritional value of crops, which I didn't know, um, which is kind of crazy. Climate change and weather disasters such as... plants love CO2. I thought they did too. I thought that's what they lived off of. They can lead to inflated prices for food um, because our food systems are increasingly dependent on one another. This means that more frequent and extreme events in one region could disrupt clusters of food systems. So value meal gone. Yeah. No more. Yeah. That's bad. That's $3 value. meal. (laughs) Exactly. Um, storms will increase in numbers, duration, and intensity. Um, one of the biggest things that they, they fear is going to happen is climate migration. Yeah. Um, basically it means, um, you can't live in the Southwest anymore, possibly, right? I mean, that's what they're saying. Um, I thought this was pretty interesting. So back in Phoenix, before AC, um, it, it was kind of crazy how they had to live there. Like, the population was... Yes, like, I remember seeing it, like, explode on yeah, the map from it, the change. Yeah, because, like, basically Phoenix is where AC was, like, 
it were it was invented and made <laughs> like and, and got big. Make it tolerable it so to live in that freaking there. place. Before AC, residents slumbered in screened outdoor rooms or on lawns. Um, they wrapped themselves slumbered or passed out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they wrapped themselves in damp sheets. It's because, like, when the breeze would come by, you cool can roll yourself into a wet bed. <laughs> For water beds were invented as well. Exactly, yeah. And they just sleep outside under the sprinkler, probably, is what was going on. I went down there in September and, you know, uh-huh. past the heat, and I just remember thinking, how does anyone live here? I don't get it, Like, dude. it just felt like you had a hot air dryer blowing on you all the time. Yeah. It's like, and that's going to get worse. And that could be, that could spread across different places that just aren't that hot right Jeez. now. Right. They, there were sprinkler brigades, apparently in many neighborhoods where people would sleep outdoors. <laughs> all um, sucking on us. Yeah. And they would take turns hosing each other down. They called themselves the sprinkler brigades. Apparently that's weird. Um, <laughs> every summer, many wives and children abandoned Phoenix and moved to cool mountain locales. So widespread that this exodus that the Santa Fe Railroad had a summer widower's train which departed Phoenix at 3 p.m. on Saturdays for husbands to visit their families in Prescott. Like, basically, their families were like, screw you, I don't care if your job is here, I'm moving somewhere else. Yeah. So they had a train that went back and forth so they could see them. Um, anyways, uh, National Geographic states that up to 143 million people could be displaced by water scarcity and crop failure due to extreme heat and yeah. global warming. I believe it. It's a bad deal, right? It freaking sucks to live in the heat. Yeah, so obviously heat um, and increased heat causes a lot of health problems, right? Um, swass. Swass, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily like a health problem. <laughs> it's not It's not comfortable, for sure. Fungal infections. Fun- yeah, there you Crotchal go. Yep. area. In- injuries and fatalities from extreme weather will rise. Air pollution will increase and will obviously have a greater impact on respiratory illnesses and yeah. things like that. They say the diseases, diseases like malaria, uh, Lyme disease, West Nile, they're just going to get worse and worse, right? Um, water quality become impacted, so uh, waterborne diseases like cholera and campylobacter, all those are going to get much, much worse. Malnutrition will increase, and um, because of these forced migrations, civil conflicts and mental health will all be negatively impacted. Um I don't know how you can negatively be, negatively impact mental health right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, how much further down can we go Seriously. mental health-wise, right? Seriously. Yeah. Um, a couple other things. The economy is going to be affected. Um, it's going to put capitalism at risk. The theory is that we will have to confront climate change, and that will inevitably mean the end to cheap energy that has fueled economic expansion. That's scary. That Especially scary. for an area like we have where... Everything is cheap energy. That's the only reason why we are here, yep. right? Economy built on consuming more and more will come to an end. And then civil unrest. Obviously, this will um, most likely become more and more prevalent as more and more of the issues we discussed before here um, because of climate change are, get get worse, right? Everybody's going to get pissed off. It's too hot. It is. <laughs> I hate it here, yeah. right? Earth sucks. It just like throws the whole balance it does. of life right now off. It does. And so... so those are the things that, that will will possibly arise because of global warming yeah. and climate change. Yeah. And these heat wave things, you know, like like you were saying, despite the fact of, you know, whatever you feel about climate or yes. global warming, like they happen. I remember I, after watching Turn, the series Turn, you know, about mm-hmm. the Revolutionary War. Yeah. There was one big battle. Oh, was it the Battle of Monmouth? I don't know how you say it. 
Monmouth? Monmouth, yeah, that one. It, they like half of the soldiers or something like that died because it was like 110 degrees. Oh, really? Fighting out. Oh my gosh! In, in so like, and they had those these, big wool coats on. Yeah, these heat waves Idiots. happen. Their lead balls <laughs> melted. Yeah, my lead balls are melting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's like these happen in history, and yeah, you have to sure. kind of just be prepared for them. Um, I wasn't prepared for this one that came. I was like, I'm not ready. I'm <laughs> yeah. not ready. It's too hot. So hot, dude. Um. So yeah, some of the ways you can prepare beforehand to like get your your home ready and then like your preps ready for this global warming change and in, in the extreme heat. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, this doesn't necessarily have to be for global warming, right? No, it gets hot every year. Yeah, every it, damn year. Like every year, no, when when the extremes come, when we hit January, yeah, February, or when we hit July, well, now May. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But like June, July, August, I'm always looking at ways to be more efficient with my home. I'm like, mm-hmm. how do I stop this stupid freaking heat from yeah. getting in or this cold? And so something that, you know, we should all be looking at anyway sure, yeah. is just try to like make it more efficient. But obviously the number one thing with, with a heat wave is like water. You yeah. Know, you can't go very far without water. It mm-hmm. can't cool anything. Your body's going to shrivel up and die. Yeah. So you got to have a good water plan. Um. The most important aspect about like heat waves and stuff is that you need to consume a little more water than you usually do. So if you plan for the bare minimum of your survival of like, you're only going to drink one gallon. Yeah. Think again when it's 110. Especially if you got to go outside and, and do anything. And power's out. Yeah. Like you're going to uh, be just drinking that water out yeah. of every hole that you got in your body. <laughs> pouring yeah. it all in. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> turn upside down, pour it in your ball. <laughs> But yeah, you need you're going to be consuming more water and yeah. using it for other needs. Um, the, some ways that you can even cool yourself down is just a simple like little basin full of water you can dip your feet in. Yeah, that helps kind of cool body temperature and make you more comfortable. Um, this is where the big water storage comes in really handy because it's either in a cooler place or you yeah. have it in a location that. Because that's the first thing that gets cleaned out. You know, people are going right for the water bottles. Oh yeah, for sure. And and if things go south and you lose power, like your water system is going to become contaminated, the water to your home, you know, may be shut off. Mm-hmm. And so it's just always a fear of like the key to life of water. Like you, if you don't have access to it or you live in a place like we do, like what the green river is probably the only thing and that would probably dry off <laughs> yeah, man. with a heat wave. So anyways, um, you've got to like structure your plan around and don't water. get the smart water tap. Yeah. <laughs> so they turn off your water. You guys can only drink 10 cups today. <laughs> Seriously. No, I'm saving on my bill. <laughs> yeah. Worth it. Um, Plus, I can turn my water on with an app at the sink. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll wash my hands. Let me down. <laughs> let me get the app off. Turn on. Get that on. And it plays the song, Happy Birthday song, so I know how long I have to wash. I'm surprised that isn't. I know, man. Uh, happy birthday song, like tap. Yeah. Push a button on top. So anyways, um, water is probably the big part of this whole plan. It always is in Mm. every survival plan. It's like, you got to structure everything around water. Um, as for food, um, well, whistled. (laughs) (laughs) As for food, yeah. (laughs) Um, like popsicles, ice, all of your freezer and frozen goods. Mm. Um, those things are going to be vital, but also, are going to be the first to go once you lose your power. So you've got to yeah. go for those first. Um, I go for popsicles every day. For sure. First thing. Bomb pop now. But like the frozen stuff, um, like cook those pizzas up. Um, or just eat them frozen. 
Yeah, seriously. I'd eat chicken nuggets frozen. Really? <laughs> yeah. You've eaten them frozen? I have as a kid. <laughs> oh, I probably really? would again today. Man. Nothing wrong with them. My kids will eat like waffles frozen. Really? Yeah. It's kind of good. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But you want to go through that stuff first because yeah. it's going to spoil. For sure. Um, And just on that topic and I'll, like a little more in the health aspect, but like food illness is going to be way more common. Yeah. Because people aren't going to be able to regulate their temperatures. They don't know if their food's spoiled, how long their fridge has been off, if this stuff is spoiling quicker out mm-hmm. on the cupboard, or cupboard, on the table. Um, So yeah, there's, you've got to consider that the foodborne illness is a lot more likely and what kind of meds to have for prepare that. for that yeah pepto delicious oh, and it helps i'd drink that all day me too um also during like heat waves and hotter times you want to eat smaller meals a little more often it's actually a good thing for health anyway instead Screw of you. like a big mass like one big meal a day <laughs> yeah because it just concentrates your body heat and on your tummy and stuff like that but it's more um it's just easier to regulate your body temperature if you're doing that. Um, also, include those things with higher water content. Yeah. Watermelon all day. Dude, man, I, after jujitsu last night, I came home and I had some watermelon. It's like the best it's thing so after good. working out. It's the best. The thing that's weird about watermelon, though, there's like a delay till it hits your bladder. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> 2 a.m. I'm yeah, like, holy like, fudge. <laughs> that's what happens. Crap. So, it's so weird. You're like... Oh, I ate like six slices. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. One, you're like, I can't even make it to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, just pain, man. It hurts pain. so bad. Can't pee fast enough. <laughs> just like, should I slip my bladder open? <laughs> Gonna rip it off. <laughs> Coming out too fast. <laughs> but um, but there are some higher water content foods that you can add. Mm, celery. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It sucks and it's disgusting, but it has a lot of water. Yeah. Um, and then your garden foods. If you're planting a garden, you want to go with things that are a little more drought resistant mm. um, so that you're not having to use the vital water mm. to keep your plants alive. Oh, sure. You might be able to turn on your hose. Mm. That first 16 gallons is 700 degrees anyway. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> you turn your hose on. Scalding it's hot. Like, yeah. Burning through the cement. <laughs> um, so anyways. Steam coming off it, coming out the hose. <laughs> it's crazy how hot it gets in those hoses. Spray the dog. <laughs> Sorry. Your kids, they're on the tramp screaming. You're like, Scalding. just a little water. Skin's being scalded. Um, if you have a basement, like consider something like a root cellar mm. or... Just hang out in your basement. It's Dude, really nice down there. That's I, all I do. I, I love my basement. I go straight to my basement. Freaking love it. If my kids weren't down there, I'd be there all the time. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but really, it feels so nice in the summer. Yeah. You can get a basement, dig it. Dig, get it down you in You dig it. <laughs> you digging it. Um, and Life's then like a garden. Kobe had mentioned, like, prepare for bugs. Ugh. Like, I still, like, I think I've mentioned it a million times, but I remember being in Brazil, and the power went out, and the fan was, like, the only thing that was keeping mosquitoes off me. Mm-hmm. It was the longest night of my life, because oh, it was, really? like, humid, because it rained, Ugh. super hot, and the mosquitoes were just, like, like inside the apartment. Just, I think they just teleported through the walls. F that noise, man. So, Mm-mm. I'm like, yeah, I would pitch a tent in my living room. For sure. And just literally yeah. get away from those bugs. Learn how to um, use a solar oven. Yeah. Just save that energy, and you may only have that energy. Um, but they're pretty cool. Um, to get one, I man. wanted to learn how to, like, you can build some little generic ones that actually work pretty good. But yeah. anyways, um, a skill I think that would be important is learn how to do that. The other thing is, like, canning your, your foods. Mm-hmm. Even if it's too late and you haven't canned a lot, 
you could still, if you learned how to do it, hurry and bottle some of that frozen meat, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, boil it with a propane cooker or something Can like you that. Bottle Totino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that sounds so good. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like in a liquid vacuutainer. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm bottling pizzas today. <laughs> it's all going to go to waste. Yeah, got to well, unbottle it all. Got to keep it. Um, so some of the things just for your home, like I was saying, yeah. try to make it more less. Well, more or less. More or less. More efficient, less grid dependent. Sure. Yeah. So, and I've been like obsessed with this lately. I've been trying to put like reflective things in my windows. Um, even if you have to go full on ghetto, just use some tin foil yeah. <laughs> to just, you know, reflect that sun out of your house to keep the temperatures low. Um, cause they say don't rely on fans being your only way of cooling yourself down. Like it's just a work. plain, simple fan. And obviously if you use, lose, uh, power grid, you're going to be yeah. SOL unless you get a bike fan, you know, those little pedal ones mm-hmm. <laughs> stand next to it all day. Um, but yeah, the the reflective window things they work really well. I I found some from Lowe's, and I um they were a pain in the butt to install. But were they? And they're still like you can still see through the windows. Not like a full on. Mm. Anyways, um, it dropped the temperature in my kids' room really well because they're on the west side, so the sun just cooks it all yeah, afternoon for sure. And yeah, anyway, that works really well. Consider weatherproofing for unusual weather types. Like here, we we don't ever get rain, but with those global changes, you may have to deal more with that type of, you know, may become tropical here. You, you never know. know. Never know. We have, uh, at the Dinosaur Museum, we used to have palm trees and stuff here. That's what they say. It's turn right back into the same thing. Dinosaurs yeah. are going to spawn. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, just preparing for those other uh, severe weather, and especially like flooding in an area like we are. It's like yeah, probably the sure. biggest threat for us with really extreme weather. Um, make sure you're more efficient with like weather stripping your doors. If you can see through it out into your yard, which I can in my I know back I can't. Door. I need to weather strip my back. It's one. a pain to get the like yeah. you put it in the door won't shut. Pinches yeah. it, tears it off. You're like screw it. Yeah, my dog pulls it off. Too. Yeah, I just get that spray foam, mm-hmm. lock all your doors doors and seal them up. Exactly, it's the way to do it. Yeah, efficient. But um, sometimes it's better just to keep some of the storm windows and protection up through the year if you're having mm. all these weather changes um there's a lot of cool stuff that like hurricane cloth i've never seen this hurricane cloth hurricane cloth okay it looks almost like the it's like a a strong cloth that you just can bolt over your window instead of like putting up boards um you can nail it up or put a little grabber screw to hold it on there but it just basically catches all the debris so it doesn't bust your window out huh weird can't see through it but it looks pretty cool I just um, put a blanket out there. Can't you just do that? Yeah, you probably basically could. But hurricane cloth is getting a lot of oh, income from I see. people. <laughs> okay. Hurricanecloth.com. <laughs> just torn up pieces of like <laughs> denim. Yeah. There you go. Um, storm panels. Like having this stuff available, I've tried to like, that's why I keep telling my wife, it's why all these pieces of water are laying around. Yeah. You, could, you could use it one day. Mm. But not only... Um, having like plywood and stuff to cover up your windows they have like the corrugated metal or plastic so you can still see through it so you mm-hmm. don't feel like you're in a uh, zombie apocalypse i kind of like that though i do too to be honest that's with what you. i would do um install like when you have like if you have a window air conditioner you're a lot of people just slap it in there yeah. and they're losing all the like cold from the yeah. sides they don't insulate it properly just 
simple things to make it more efficient, add insulation where it's needed. Um, the thing that I just did recently is I was worried about a power outage because we have central air, which is the most amazing thing oh, ever yeah. invented, you 100%, know, yep. is to have that air conditioning. And we live in a really dry climate. And so I was like, if the power goes out, I want something to cool me in the house. And I ended up buying like a, a, a little fancier, not full on swamp cooler because I found, I ran my, I have a little outlet that tells me how many Watts it uses. Mm -hmm. And when it's using the pump to circulate the water through the, um, the little mesh thing, mm -hmm. um, and the fan, it's like 78 Watts. Mm-hmm. And your central air system uses like almost 10,000 watts to kick on. You know, it's yeah, just like yeah. you're not going to have any form. Even the window ones are like 1,500 watts. Oh, so yeah, you can't sure. run that off from most small generators, you know, generators or especially one that you're going to have indoors. So I was like, I need something like this. So anyways, if you don't want to buy one, then you can build some cheaper ones. I put up a TikTok video of I just bought like a regular cooler and cut a hole in it put a four inch PVC elbow yeah, so that you can kind of redirect your air and then cut a fan in the other side. Yeah. It's crazy. And again, it runs on hardly any power and it would run on a battery for most of the night. And yeah, it's not going to cool your whole house, but to a have room. that cooler air, you know, you stick some cold items in there and it blows across them. You're going to have a lot more for sure. You're going to enjoy that heat wave a lot more than Absolutely. most people. And there's a lot of different really creative ways. You just use a five-gallon bucket with a fan on top and cut holes in the sides, fill it full of water. Um, one of the one of the ones I want to build is like a box fan, and you can buy from just your regular like Lowe's or yeah. Home Depot um, copper coiling. Yeah. And then you just run, you just circulate water through it, and so the fan's blown across it. Anyways, you got to think about ways that aren't going to use much energy and keep you cool because... I really, I feel like the power grid is the most susceptible for sure during these like extremes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then there's some, like, if you want to get super creative and you're building a home or something like that, there's things called earth tubes. Never heard of that. I haven't either. Um, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. No, it, basically you're using ground, the, the, the cool, the, the very, yeah, the very mild temperatures of the ground to cool your home. It almost acts like like you've been in a cave. You have that cool yeah. air that blows out. Yeah. So you just run an empty um, PVC tube like six feet deep, and depending on your area. But if you run it like a hundred feet and just run the empty tube hole, and then you have a fan blow through, it'll cool down to like like it's blowing like seventy to fifty degrees. Huh. Interesting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. And there's a lot of things about the food storage too. Is they even have like systems where you can have like drinks down in the ground oh yeah i've seen those yeah um i think they're like all beer yeah but, every one of them is a but you like can a, like make like a an earth cooler where you just dig down like six feet where it starts to really get cool in in most areas mm -hmm. and you can store a ton of stuff down there and keep it um good without having to use any energy as for the health like kobe was saying you got a lot of risks with um heat stroke and all that stuff but You've got like food poisoning. You got to deal with contaminated water supplies, insects, you know, being vectors of spreading diseases and things like that. Um, so your health is probably one of the more yeah. important things to kind of focus on during and this. Especially obviously. if you, if you're um, obese or oh, if man. you are elderly. Yeah, those 
you know, in the heat, it's just no bueno. No. At all. And if you're fat and old, oh. Yeah. And there's a whole, like, there's a whole printout of, like, medications and the the changes they cause to your body, like Uh thermal regulation. Oh, really? You know, it's like you take an antihistamine, it's going to mess up your temperature regulation Uh a little bit. And blood pressure medicines do that. Yeah. So... Again, like I've always stressed, you need to know what you take and what it does. Like it drives me nuts. I take a blue and a yellow. Yeah, I don't know. Look at my chart. I'm like, you're dead. You're gonna die. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, know your meds and yeah. know like some of the side effects. And you know, there's some sure. things that are gonna cause you to feel maybe cooler than you really are. Your body temperature like a hundred, and you feel fine. Um, but the other thing, you know, avoid alcohol. It messes with your thermal mm-hmm. regulation. Sugary drinks. Um, what'd you say? Faster, I don't. It says zero sugar. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We're okay. That's good. But um, the faster you dehydrate, the mm. more dead you become. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that's science. Yeah, that's that's straight out of the medical book. <laughs> yeah. First page. First page. That's what they say. And then um, you're obviously not going to completely avoid going outside. No, you if can't. You have to do things. You know, if you're going out to pick from the garden or whatever. Use the buddy system. Dude, it's like... Send your wife out you say, 90% of the time. Yeah. Send yourself out 10%. Anytime we go to Vegas, I'm like trying everything I can not to go outside. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's so hot. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. Like, we'll get on the strip and I'll just walk through hotels so I don't have to go outside. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel, like, you know, when it gets hot like You're that. Like brushed I'll, up against the wall yeah. to stay in the shade. Yeah, uh-uh. I, seriously, like anything I can do to avoid heat. I'm I'm so it bad is. in it's heat, horrible. dude. I'm a... I'm a bad person when when heat is involved. Like I really am. Like I become mean. That's what's um, good. I, had a... I become less smart. I'm not very funny. It just it turns you into like I, yeah. I'm like, like incredible man. <laughs> I really am. It's like I guess why I can't live in a hot place. My wife's like she, he'll beat me. <laughs> you know, and it's probably true. I probably would. It is such an awkward or Dude. such an uncomfortable feeling. It I'd is. rather freeze to death. I 100%. Cook to death. No, thank you. Let me be cold. Yeah. I don't care. Um, And then on, like, the other really important thing is having your communications. You know, you want to listen to the NOAA um, because you want to know when this heat wave and what the changes are coming, Mm -hmm. if you're, how long you're going to have to hold out. Yeah. Um, Because you may not have the old television working and maybe not internet. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then it's good to recognize, and we'll talk. I'll talk about this later in the medical tip of signs of heat illness. Yeah, you know what the severity is and all that. Um, if your home is just, you know, you're sweating to death, you're dying in there, and you're lost power, consider a shelter. Yeah, and just, and I think Kobe mentioned this before. You just text shelter in your zip code, and it'll tell you where the nearest shelter is and wherever you're at. Um, if you're, and I just mentioned this real quick. If you're moving, mm-hmm. if you're going to buy a home, if you're looking at these different, like consider these different aspects of like changes f- yeah. with weather. Like I was telling Kobe about it, about my house being cooked on the west side because the whole backside and all my windows face the west. Exactly. And Kobe's, his is set up to where the, his front and back are facing north, and, north south. and south. And you don't have many windows on the south side. The south side has like two windows. So it's like, it makes a huge difference with heat. Like mm-hmm. my house is on fire all the time. So those are just like basic things to consider if you're building or if mm-hmm. you're moving to a home. And then if you're going to move into like coastal cities, like what are the risks? You want to be nine feet. Above. Yeah, nine feet is <laughs> it's a magic number. And then, um, you know, dry deserty locations, are they ones that you can live in 
when you lose power. Like I, if that's one reason I don't think I could ever move to Phoenix because I feel no. like as soon as the power's out, I'm just gonna kill myself. Yeah, because or other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, if you're moving into Tornado Alley, and we've talked about this with all mm-hmm. your other, like yep. prepare for the disasters near you or what maybe these like extreme weathers can change. And then sanitation super important. Um, one one uh one website I looked at made it a pretty important thing of having a digital thermometer that you can put in your fridge uh you know because you just don't know when the power's out how cold it is or how long it's been that way and Mm -hmm. what the current temperature is so ways to kind of monitor that are helpful and then like like we were talking about with your meds and stuff just have those to counter some different illnesses um you want to have entertainment you're going to be stuck indoors uh avoiding the heat so Get into those board games, find card games, um, anything to kind of build morale because you're going to have to outlast this or die. Water balloons, maybe. <laughs> right. I don't know. Anything. Anything. Swimming in the tub, yep. indoor pool. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Um, other aspects outside of like preparing your home and preparing your food and supplies and all that. Yeah, is, it's kind of like the secondary effects of, yeah. of these things, right? Yeah. So if you're under this heat wave for a longer period or whatever. Like Kobe said, when people are hot and bothered, you lose your freaking mind. Yeah. You become pissed and angry, especially if there's like scarcity of food and water. Oh, then my you gosh. just turn into like a whole different species. I'll you just... bet you if you if we looked at maybe people already have, if you look at statistics on like um uh, violence and things like that during heat waves. I'll bet you it goes up it tremendously. It has to be like domestic violence. In the violence. cold, you're like, screw that. Yeah. I'm gonna go out there. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah. In the heat, you're like, I'm already miserable. Yep. And I hate everybody. Yep. And myself. And then uh-huh. you're just like, yeah. So civil unrest mm-hmm. is like, yeah, it's, it's gonna just like putting civil unrest in the oven. Exactly. It's gonna like it's swell. It's yeah. gonna get hot and ready. It's gonna get all puffy. But seriously, um, like civil unrest is definitely gonna happen if there's a prolonged heat wave and there's all these effects of food scarcity mm-hmm. people don't have water because they didn't prepare it's just going to go haywire and so you're going to end up dealing with like riots and people looting and rioting and it's just going to be kind of a scary deal and that's definitely the more extreme side yeah and hopefully things you know the heat wave only lasts five days but in a long drawn out heat wave that could definitely happen and you lose power people are going to lose their minds and that's obviously it's happening i mean it's happened I yeah mean, it happened doesn't take much winter. for people to lose their minds doesn't already take much. Uh-uh. <laughs> say that every episode <laughs> know, so yeah um home defense systems we talked yeah. about like go look at other podcasts we talked about this and having some self-defense if you have to defend yourself that mm-hmm. always scares me because um trying to wrestle somebody in the hot and you're not fit I'm terrified about it. All night I sweat mm, about it. Me too. <laughs> Kobe's at least been challenging himself and it was increasing so his endurance. It was so, so hot in that gym last night. I, like, I was dead. I'll just call for him. This guy's being a dick. <laughs> I want you to roll with him. Okay, come on. Kobe, we got, some, we got somebody over here <laughs> being a dick to me. But yeah, keeping mm. your stuff, uh, you know, keeping your home safe. Yeah. Um, if you have to go into town to get whatever little supplies may be left, you've yeah. got to think about having some self-defense skills. You do. Um, and then uh, just martial law may kick into effect. Yeah. Like when riots get worse, 
they know that when food and all that is as low and people can't afford it and get it, they know that people are just going to go freaking nuts. Yeah. So the only thing that they might do is introduce martial law. Stay in your homes. We're going to turn your heat up and, <laughs> you, you know, be exactly. careful. So martial law is always a super interesting to talk about. It is. And I think something like this could easily push it into that. Absolutely. I agree. One thing that really pushed me over the top, COVID-19. I hate it. It's the worst. I hate COVID. It's brought so many challenges. Mm. And we have to rely on heavy tech, yeah. go online, do our schooling. I wonder if our... you could put Surfshark on your thermostat. Oh, you should, yeah. You probably could in a way. Because yeah. I know you can you can add Surfshark to VPN to your router. I still need to try that and tell you how it works yeah, out. Do. Because Surfshark is a virtual private network that can protect all of your devices. For sure. Your thermostats, mm -hmm. your internets from your phone, your computers, your TVs, your CPAP machine, mm. all that stuff that yeah. goes on the internet, it's it's vulnerable. Mm. So, and maybe you just want to shop for something cool that doesn't exist on Amazon. And you're going to some shady websites. Black just, market. Yeah. Mm. Just use Surfshark VPN, select your server, Go on there, and you're basically gray, man. This is seriously like the easiest way to protect yourself online, and it only costs you, with our code, Casual Preppers, you get 83% off, and it's less than 60 bucks for 27 months. That's cheap. I dare you to go find a better one out dare there. Dare you. The thing that's nice, you know what this is, and my explanations confuse you, which is understandable. <laughs> one subscription will cover all your devices and you get One 30 days to rule them all you can just try it on whatever device <laughs> and 30 days if you don't like it and get your money back it's a movie i'm days. telling you go get Surfshark. try it out it's the best deal for a vpn and you'll love it you'll just want to connect to it all the time i agree hey cam so we've talked about you know extreme weather when you're bugging in what are you going to do you know that type of thing but what if you have to bug out what are some things to to think about in that situation? Becomes because it, it's how miserable is this ooh, going to be? It's going to be super miserable. Yeah. Um. So there's just a couple of things that you can think about for extreme heat bugging out. Um. There's not much Bug you out can naked. do. There's really not. There's really not much you can do. You can think about a couple of things. One thing is, um, that's the thing too. Is like you would think, and I just mentioned in that, and I'm mm -hmm. sure you'll talk about it. But being naked isn't the best thing to do. It's really not. You know, you're no. like, I don't want any clothes on me. Yeah. But and people do shed their clothes, and that's actually not the best, not thing, to the best thing to do. So really, what you want to do is cover up all your skin. But you want to do it in a way that is smart. So light colors. Sweaters. <laughs> yeah, sweaters. <laughs> yeah, any anything like puffy. Overalls. Yeah, overalls, <laughs> things like that. But you, know, you want long sleeves, but you want to pick light colors. And you want to have fabrics that breathe and wick away moisture, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you want. So you, you think you want to be in like a short sleeve tank top and in like, you know, little tiny cut off jeans or something like that but no you want to actually cover that up because the sun's going to be yeah George's the all sun is going to beat down on you it's going to be bad so for shirts long sleeve light colors breathable fabrics for pants kind of the same thing um loose fitting um light colors but you also want to get pants that have you know maybe maybe the ones that you can zip out the bottoms if you have to just zip in what case out. huh zip what out <laughs> no, zip out the <laughs> so you can turn them into shorts if needed yeah right um 
But you also want to get stuff. Bug out with capris. They need tactical capris. I'll bet you they have them. I guarantee you. I guarantee they have they a cummerbund. I already looked that up. A tactical cummerbund? Uh-huh. Ooh, I'm going to have to get one of those. It's like military. But... You never know what you're, when you're at a wedding or something. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Um, but Anybody's going to get married soon. I highly suggest the tactical <laughs> cummerbund. Yeah. Maybe off the grid surplus can get That'd one made so for us. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, but pants that also have. <laughs> I wear it in church like every Sunday. <laughs> cummerbund in church. Got a bunch of pocket knives and That would be awesome, actually. Um, so your pants that have multiple pockets, obviously, with Velcro and zipper flaps. You can secure that gear and stuff. Um, you got to get a hat. You got to have a hat because you want to keep the sun off the top of your head, especially if you're like me and you're bald. You're starting to go bald. Balding, me and too. that that sun is baking down on your, that that skin on the top of your head. Uh, that's bad news. Yeah. And then you also want to keep it off the sun off your face and then sunglasses. This is, I think, something that people it's overlook. It's huge. Dude. Really? <laughs> My eyes are so sensitive in the sun. Like if I go outside, boom, I've got sunglasses yeah. on. I'm not trying to look cool. I really just like... My eyes need sunglasses. Mine, I, yeah. So have like maybe it's in your bug out. They hurt. <laughs> My eyes. Are... Owie. Owie. Hurty eyes. I could stare at some maybe five minutes without sunglasses, <laughs> but when I put them on, <laughs> exactly. But I don't know if it's a bad idea to put it either in your bug out bag or have it somewhere that you know. Well, if I'm bugging out and it's hot like that, because even in the winter you're gonna want um, sunglasses because that yeah. that sun Blinding reflects freaking. off. You know what I mean? Um, so think about that. And then water becomes increasingly important during a bug out in this scenario. Try to have situational awareness when you have no sunglasses on. Exactly, blast you in the face. Good luck. <laughs> um, water. You have to have water on hand in your bug out bag, and then you have to have several ways to procure water because. Boy, you don't know. In extreme heat, in global warming, in climate change, you don't know what's going to be happening. Also, yeah, that creek that you think is going to be full of water might not probably be. dried up. Yeah. Having a rehydration mix of some sort with you would probably not be a bad idea, right? Coca-Cola. Yeah. Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Sugar. <laughs> just straight sugar drinks. That's the yeah. best. Who no, was it that just sent us those little packs? Um, um, they were in one of the subscription boxes. Was it Tac Pack? I don't know. Remember you got little packets full of rehydration salts? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw them in my med kit. Yeah, those are great to have, or you can make your own. Cam's told us about those back in the day. Yeah, Um, a teaspoon of something, another teaspoon. Yep, and and then it's also good to think about maybe having just a a water bladder in your um, pack because... A lot of times you're bugging out, you're you're hiking long distances, and you've got your bottle. So you got to take off your pack. It is your like bottle. You I know. just used one this last weekend on a mm-hmm. hike, and I'm like, why don't I use these more? They're nice because it just makes it. They yeah. gives you more room too. You just turn it your just head, spreads that, suck that down, and you're good to go, man. Yep. You know I, what I mean? I have that pressurized one too, so you're like <laughs> squirt people. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Even better. Yeah, so think about that. That becomes more and more important in these situations. And the last thing I would talk about is sunscreen. Like that's something that you would forget too. Like if yeah, you have any true. exposed, like your face, you don't want it to get freaking fried. You know, there's nothing worse than having like horrible, horrible um, sunburns. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially in a situation like this. So think about having some sunscreen in your bug out bag or your EDC kit or wherever it might be. Yeah. Because you're gonna need it, dude. Yeah. So that's, those are just a few other things to think about when it comes no, to bugging yeah, out. No, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like I like gear. It's like wearing clothes is so great. I love it. Yeah. But no, like you think with long sleeves you're just gonna cook to death. But yeah. Seriously, the off the grid stuff. Yeah. Like, it's great. It breathes so well. Yeah. Like, look at this big old gap. 
<laughs> yeah. A big old gap in the back of this. And it has, yeah, it has like breathable areas. Yeah. So, um, picking your clothes wisely is a good, good thing. Right. You know? So, you know, those, the Muslim thobe or like the big rope things. Yeah. I always thought it was like, I know there's religious stuff behind it, mm-hmm. but it's because of those areas they live. Like, it's like one of the better ways to wick to off the, the heat. heat, you know, or oh. in the sweat. And you got some breeze. Imagine tactically the bottom in breeze. the United States crawling up the mountain with one of those on in a backpack. I can't. You imagine. are not a target at all. No, <laughs> it'd be a bad deal. <laughs> but they do. I think they're really good. That's hmm. um, it's really good for high heat. And they're always and, white. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but that <laughs> I was thinking, like, imagine just bugging out in Vernal with one of those on, be a wearing bad, a turban. No, it would not be just good. trying to get away from the heat. <laughs> Just because of the heat, guys. <laughs> I always knew you were into <laughs> some stuff that we don't support. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, get yourself a thobe. Yeah, for sure. But the uh, the other thing, and this is just real basic stuff, is your bug out location. Um, we haven't talked about this in quite a while. Mm-mm. But when you're setting up that location or things to consider in that location is... We always talk about like one of the most important things when you're considering your location is like where is the nearest water supply? Yeah. And is that water supply one that'll last, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a ton in the mountains that just dry up and you have yeah. these major heat waves or the like dry fork, you know, mm-hmm. we have a river that we always um, like to go up and it's, it's already bone dry. Yeah. And so it's like just things not there. that you're just totally used to or mm-hmm. expect to use may not be there. Um, so you have to be a little bit more creative too in like setting up a ring catchment, mm-hmm. um, anything for runoff so that you have this water in your bug out location. Um, natural shade. You don't want to just stick it on the top of a rock in the yeah. middle of the freaking desert. For sure. Yeah. Um, you want to use natural shade trees, even near a cave so you can keep cool or, or get out of the heat, something like that. Um. Obviously, I just went and explored a cave this last weekend, so I'm like, man, why don't I, I would be in a cave, like, every day. Well, <laughs> so, it, it, the, yeah, I've thought about that, seriously, because It's kind of creepy, because that's your one entrance, unless yeah. you can find another one. Mm-hmm. Unless um, there's another one. Unless it's <laughs> your one entrance, unless there's another one. <laughs> there's two. And, <laughs> unless there's two, and maybe there's three. But, yeah, like, it's, it's like, such a nice temperature yeah, in there. It is, yeah. Um, but, yeah, consider these locations of... You know, utilize basement. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I call it. <laughs> I've never heard that. I just came up with There's it. It's a great one. Yeah, God's um, basement. You know, cliffs. Try to avoid the sun as much as possible wherever you're going to put your bug out location. Yeah, it makes a big difference. For and sure. And then energy consumption. How are you going to stay cool? How are you going to power things? You still want to be able to access. You know, if you're completely in the shade, then your solar power stuff's going to be toast. Mm. Not going to work as well. Can't anyway. make toast. <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah, you're just freaking screwed. Uh-huh. So, anyways, I mean, I didn't have a lot on yeah. the fact, but you have to consider like where maybe you have your bug out location right now. Like I know a location that I would probably use, mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, if we had a really bad long term. You know, heat wave or something. I probably would have to change my yeah my uh, plan completely because mm-hmm. it would just get cooked. Probably melted by the time I got to it. <laughs> it's made out of just like <laughs> yeah carbon fog. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Says bug out location on it. <laughs> Got a little Sounds sign nice. out front. Sounds nice. Camp's bug out location. <laughs> Don't trespass. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So Good. um, 
if you're having to deal with all these weather changes, consider if you're getting out of Dodge yeah. up into the mountains, you're still going to have to have a different plan hmm? to deal with it up there. I like it. The end. I say these things. <laughs> yeah, so my... that that is as good as we could do with uh, um, either global warming or heat waves. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of all comes into the same thing, you know, um, but there's there's a lot to it. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Um, so that mama too's like, I'm done. Is <laughs> I'm done. And they did pretty good until this episode. <laughs> yeah. At least um, I got my name read. That's right. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tack Pack, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional grade stuff inside. Use our code casual preppers and get a free separate bag set of EDC gear along with your first month's Tack Pack. Guess what? We have a Tack Pack here to take a look at. So why don't we do it as we do this? What do you think, Cameron? Um, so, uh, here is the latest tack pack. Um, we just got it in the mail the other day. They're We're, getting cheaper with their tack pack card. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It got all ripped up. Um, the first item is really cool. The Active Ear Pro. Um, so this is some ear, um... Active Ear Pro? I didn't see that. Yeah, it's, um... Where is it? It's ear protection for shooting guns. It's right there. You have it in oh, your hand. Is it this? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> it's in your hand. Stop looking at that stuff. No, I'm trying to make sure I know what I'm looking at before you say it. <laughs> so, um, it's always nice to have these for the range when you're out shooting. You know what I mean? Keeps your ears. Yeah. Ears are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put them on the rest of the night. Yeah. The uh, next thing is the Reptilia CQG grip. Um, so, lots of grips um, for your guns. This one right here, Reptilia. Yep. I'm um, having a hard time right yeah, now. Yeah, he's not the best at this. Well, Kobe's heat, reading it. So heat wave ain't working. That's all you're hearing anyway. Um, so that's I've been a, out in the sun all day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brain's hurting. And then we have the Hogue yeah, Trigger Guard. Nice. Um, so that gives you a little bit more space for your fat fingers in there. Yeah. Right? Then we have the Uncommon Valor Train Hard Laces. These are um, some fancy tactical laces for your... Um, Breakthrough strength of 750 pounds. Boom. Says 1,000-pound tensile strength. Well, maybe that's right. No Flame wrong on here. Shoes will burn. Your body will burn right out of your boots. Flame retardant. Cool. So that's good. Yeah, so that's good stuff there. Um, light and fire fire starter cans. And it smells delicious. It smells like citronella. We were, we were smelling it earlier. I want to sprinkle it in my truck. Yeah. <laughs> smells so then good. Then we have the fiber light mini ferro rod. And we got some stickers. I didn't see the ferro rod. In it's in there somewhere. Oh, it is. Found it. So uh, that's tack pack. That's for a this lot month. of stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, fifty for bucks. Fifty freaking bucks. Yeah. I still think there's thieves from somebody. Yeah, it's it's organized but crime not from you. No, no, you're you're reaping benef- the benefits. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we actually Grim Survival right sent us a few things, which were which was really nice of them. They have a new item that's hitting their kickstarter i think at the end of this month and it's called the uh um i can't remember what it's at it's those little um sleeves there um it's the sleeves that's right here it is called the uh bandit the bandit it's an edc expansion band for it and it's a gear organizer basically it's kind of like a um, ways to strap more gear to you exactly yeah you can put it around like different survival tins or on like knife sheaths and stuff and it has like almost like molly webbing on it That's it's kind of cool. cool yeah or put around your you know what <laughs> gonna say <laughs> slip it on your unit yeah slip it on carry your a unit. little few more things yeah a couple things on there so any appendage you yeah. want to just maximize so that's from Gr- grim workshop so that was nice of them to send that out um 
Yeah, and that's just an extra thing they sent too. It's I don't a know. little. Um, it's a survival cool. card. It's an axe card. Yeah, but it's a little axe head, little hatchet head kind that's of crazy. thing. I'm putting that in my wallet. Yeah, he's gonna put that Go in right his wallet. through TSA with that. <laughs> yeah, good luck. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. You want to mention the other things? Then? No, well, we already did. I think one did day. we the bags? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we did the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, real quick, like I said, important to be able to recognize heat-related illnesses because mm. a lot of weird symptoms you're just like oh must be my stomach and it's actually that you've been in the heat too long yeah for sure maybe you're in heat right now we don't <laughs> know <laughs> um heat cramps so uh. you get like spasms muscular pain and you know it just feels like you're somewhat dehydrated it's like i don't know why i just feel so crappy but heat cramps yeah so Treatment's easy. Get to a cool place. <laughs> Rest, comfortable position, lightly stretch the affected muscle and gently massage the area. Oh, and hello. Electrolyte containing fluid. Hey, baby, I got some heat cramps. <laughs> so Gatorade or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> baby. Cramp. You're real supposed bad. to lightly rub what did it say? <laughs> I I'd say I this is what I just do all Saturday. I'm like, is it? need to get in a comfortable position. <laughs> yeah. Cooler place. Mm-hmm. Got heat cramps, baby. Got heat cramps. <laughs> um, heat exhaustion. So heat exhaustion, heat stroke can have some like blended symptoms. So it gets a little bit hard to determine which one's more the, you know. Does it matter when it comes down to it? Honestly, no, in, unless like the heat stroke will move into like basically losing consciousness. Heat death. Die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the bottom one. <laughs> yeah, see, heat stroke to heat death. So obviously heat exhaustion is more severe than heat yeah. cramps. Um, it, it affects athletes, firefighters, construction workers, factory workers, people just out in the sun all oh, day. Oh, it doesn't Heavy affect clothes. me. No. <laughs> yeah, we're not. So if you're one of those, this, I've got listen. I've got stuff for you. Yeah. Um, exhaust, heat exhaustion symptoms include, um, what were you here? Signs of heat exhaustion include cool, moist, pale, ashen, or flushed skin. So mm. it's just like, it doesn't feel super hot or red or yeah. anything like that. Um, headache, nausea. Dizziness, weakness, exhaustion. So most of us feel this way every day. So that sounds normal. So if that it, it gets worse <laughs> yeah. and it's hot, or you're in the month of June or July or August, yeah. then you're probably in, in, in heat exhaustion. Might just be you're an American, or it could be it's <laughs> yeah. hot outside. So true. I had read something about like German, some German guy wrote this article about how we rely so much on ac and he thinks mm. it's like super bad for your health and like f that noise i know germans by you the way we won them. world war ii <laughs> they're my people you just can't trust them <laughs> yeah. all right um, they can make cars that's about they, it they sure they can. got a good chocolate cake <laughs> they do. Yeah. some pancakes are pretty good they got they got some good stuff that's about it they do pretty good yeah. i guess um so what do you do when you're having heat exhaustion remove uh or lose clothing as much clothing as possible and apply cool, wet cloths or towels. That was one other thing I didn't mention, like soaking a towel and wearing it around your head if you have to do some work outside. I thought you told me that was turban. dangerous. The turban, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fanning or spraying the person with water can help. And then small amounts of fluids. You don't want to just drink all this right now. Um, Given small amounts of a commercial sports drink. Like Gatorade is good. It's not the best, and and it can be actually bad if you're just doing solely that because there's sugar and all that yeah, stuff in it. Yeah. So I mean, really, this is where something like Pedialyte and the little salt packet, the mm-hmm. rehydration salt packets, are so important because they are just way more efficient at getting you back to mm-hmm. 
you know, homeostasis. Um, and it, it says you want to give about four ounces of fluid every 15 minutes. So you're pushing it, but not like super fast. And if they don't get better, then you probably should take them to the hospital. All right. Heat stroke. This is life threatening. And if this is basically, if you've ignored all those symptoms above. <laughs> probably will. Getting a headache out in the sun, you're getting a little dizzy and yeah, you're pushing it too far. And this one is different in that, um, your body temperature is so high, your skin does become more reddish and flushed. Your consciousness, like your your slurred speech, you're acting funny. You may start vomiting, uh, have seizures. Sounds like a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sound like it. <laughs> I slurred speech. I've had heat stroke since the beginning of this That's podcast. Right. I've been treated for it yeah. every day. Um, this is life-threatening. Like you, The simple things you can do is rapidly cool the body. I mean, you want to submerge somebody. Up to the neck, not all the way underwater. <laughs> Stand right there for 10 minutes. You want to cool the entire body. Just what not, happened? Just not the brain and the mouth. Looks like he drowned. No, he had heat stroke. Heat coming out of it. He had heat stroke. That's how he died. <laughs> we'll get him cooled and then we'll resuscitate him. <laughs> yeah. um, or just like continuously douse them with water. So waterboard them. <laughs> uh, I hope people are listening to all this. You got to be... Um, following directions here, but no, like it is good to completely submerge somebody's body in cool water. It doesn't need to be ice. Just make sure it's colder water. Um, and then keep your head above that water. (laughs) (laughs) Sponge the person. Sometimes you can just get a sponge bath, but just like try and cool the body as fast as you can or, you know, in all areas. Um, you can even to the extreme cover a person in bags of ice, obviously not directly on their skin because it'll cause frostbite. Yeah. But like, put a towel over them, cover them in ice. So you want to cool the body temperature as fast as possible. Ice man. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, measure the body, the person's body temperature. If it's below sixty, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even bother. <laughs> just keep cooling him. Keep cooling. <laughs> See how low you can get it. See if you can get the world record. <laughs> Send it in. Texas ain't gonna adjust this. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um. Apply the rapid cooling methods for 20 minutes until the person's condition improves. Okay. Or they die. <laughs> nah, this They're is either going to live or die. Worst tips ever. But really, um, live or die. Heat, usually the heat exhaustion, you know, just the basics of that is just like when you start feeling like crap and you're outside, that's mm-hmm. heat exhaustion. Every time I go when outside. When you get like, you know, pass out or you're having confusion and all that stuff, it's usually heat stroke and that needs immediate body cooling. There, I just summif- summified it. <laughs> I'm having heat stroke. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, you That's probably, good. yeah, I don't know that that helped at all. I it joked did. around too much. I do it all day long. Asterisk. This you got is cancer? Not, oh, guess what? This is not medical advice. Yeah. By the so way. there you go. Yeah. Enjoy That's that. That's it. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe, follow, like, all those things. Um, get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Yeah. Send, Cash it, send it to your friend, to your grandmas, and your uncles, and stay survived.